Welcome back to Fire and Smoke, the Devil at Gold Basin. We are Philip, Abby, Blake, Ethan, Eric, also known as Dungeon Master, Florence Bell, Jasper Strayhorn, Dr. Augustus Steele, Janisher. Last episode, our courageous cowboys faced down a pack of angry infernal boulders that had chased them down as they were back on the trail of the strange person clearing the valley of inhabitants. After a rocky start, the group managed to subdue all the boulders and now stand around in the low, late afternoon desert sun, bloodied, bruised, and low on stamina. Well, let's sleep. Yeah, I, I right here? need a nap. Out in the open? He's got a couch nap going. We can make like a wall of horses. <laughs> we have two horses. <laughs> we have like they horses. did on the Oregon oh, Trail. <laughs> None of those horses went down. Florence made sure of that. Mm. You're welcome. Well, I think we probably shouldn't sleep right here out in the open where we just got attacked. You are in the middle of the, the, the open valley. It's a balancing act right now because you do very much need to rest. Your injuries demand it. You need to take a load off your feet. Your horses need to rest. Um, you are chasing someone rather important and rather dangerous, according to El Diablo. But it's not clear where that person's going, heading this direction north. There's not anything of interest, as far as you know, for a long while, unless they're taking a roundabout way to the town of Chloride. But if that was the case, it would take them a better part of a the better part of a day to get there. I, I think that if we just set up camp in the middle of the open here, it may sound dangerous, but it'll mean nothing can sneak up us. On, but it'll mean nothing can sneak up us on us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Philippine. <laughs> but it'll mean nothing can sneak up on us so easily if uh, we just have someone take turns and watch. I suppose that's true. Especially if we light a fire and kind of light up the center of the valley here. Where's the nearest town? Day's Ride. Well, the the chloride is the day's ride. You know, Serbat, which you know is empty, is just a couple hours back, and Kingman is half a day's ride, but you know is clearing out as well. And those are in the wrong direction. I say we camp here for the night. I suppose we should. Mm -hmm. We can pass around the shotgun if it makes everyone a little more comfortable. Anyone else here know how to use a shotgun? It's really not that complicated. You you point and you shoot. Here, and I pointed at you. Hold on. Let me see that. I want to hand it to you. You said this thing is easy? Easy as pie. Mind if I try it? Sure thing. Is there any like cacti nearby? Or yeah, there's a, a cacti nearby. There's a cactus nearby. I'll try firing it. You load, fire, blow off a full branch of the cactus. Um, I'm just going to mark down that ammo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explosion of green and needles. And you use one of Augustus's seven remaining bullets. So is that six remaining? I've got five more. Five remaining. Because I still have 30 remaining. So I, I assume he has like a decent amount of ammo left too. Because I have well. to burn two shells every time I fire it. Oh, that's true. You all set up a small camp for the night, making a fire to stay warm as the heat leaves the valley with the setting sun and the darkness descends. The fire now in the center of your camp, throwing shadows around you. <laughs> I thought they were like, Shadows that had shape. No. <laughs> no, we like, can't. Oh, no. First the tumbleweed, now the boulders, now the shadows. <laughs> now everything wants to kill us. You guys are undisturbed as the night sets on. As you're all preparing to bed down in the darkness, the stars, beautiful ocean of stars overhead. You hear, a little distance away, a voice. As you hear it, you all turn your heads, and the voice says, Now, 
I know what it looks like, but don't be scared. Who's out there? At the edge of the dancing light of the campfire, which is shifting and throwing shadows among the shrubs, you see the form of a man dressed in black. But as you try to focus your eyes to examine him, you find yourself looking through him at the desert brush like he wasn't there. His body translucent, almost emanating shadow and darkness. You see his clothes appear to consist of black cloth button-down, black jeans, accompanied by a twinkling silver buckled belt, and he wears a wide-brimmed hat. His face, nearly totally average with rugged features, stubble, except for his eyes, or where his eyes would be. Instead, his eyelids hang over empty sockets that seem to be filled with wispy black smoke that streams out into the night. Now, this is why we practice. You're going to want to point the shotgun. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I still got it. It's all right. I'm a friend. There's no need to be uh, afraid, right? You're afraid? I'm a friend. Oh, you're afraid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's all of us then that aren't afraid. Yep. Yeah. Looks like we're all good then. Nobody's afraid. Uh, he holds right? two thumbs up. <laughs> you see he's standing next to an equally translucent and wispy horse. Can I have that horse, mister? I don't know that you'd be able to ride it, so probably not no good. Now, let, let the ladies you, try. <laughs> you see he's standing. He's at the edge of the main reaching light of the campfire. He's probably... 30 feet away from camp, um, talking at a distance to you guys. Who are you? Well, my name is Cassius, and I know this might sound strange, but I really appreciate some conversation. About what? Whatever you want to talk about. I could use some companionship, somebody to talk to, that's all. What's your aspiration in life? <laughs> Life is not the right word to describe what I'm doing right now. It was stealing, thieving, mischief and mayhem. Now, well, not quite sure. Suppose I'm still trying to find myself. Well, we all feel like that sometimes. Where do you think in this journey you are right now? I'd say I am squarely in, uh, undeath. Come, come again? Undeath, undead. I died. Now I'm like this. Now, as a doctor, I find myself slightly <laughs> disinclined to believe that. If you could come <laughs> over here and I could check your pulse, good sir. Well, the thing is, if I get any closer to the fire, to the light, won't be able to see me. And I like looking at people, and I like that they're able to look at me. I don't get that a lot anymore. The thing is, I'm, uh, just a shadow. You don't always give a lot of thought to it, but you know, the fire that you're all sitting around, it's not creating the shadows hiding behind your backs. You are. Without you in the way, your shadow couldn't be seen. But believe you me that it's still there. Just not visible to you. I lost myself a long time ago. Now I'm just his shadow. Without him to block the light all, Dwell the rest of my days in darkness, I'm afraid. Just a question. If we go around the other side of you, will we still see you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you guys want to leave the fire and come over here, you see he sits down on the ground. I'm fine talking at this distance. 
But you know, if you want to get closer, it's also totally cool if you don't want to. I'm fine talking at this distance. We'll keep our distance here, if you don't mind. Can I roll an insight check? <gasps> oh, I forgot. Yeah. Go ahead and roll an insight check. I want to see if he's like... Everybody's rolling he's really an insight okay check. really okay with us not getting closer or if he's trying to be up to something. That's what you want to know? <laughs> what did you roll? 13. And what are you trying to insight? I'm trying to see if he's really like okay with us just standing over here or if he's maybe trying to get us to be comfortable so we can approach or be more comfortable with him. You know, it's not totally clear, 13. I mean, he's happy. When he plops down after he said his his bit about why he is the way he is and why he can't get closer. When it the conversation started to go on after that and you seemed like you wanted to keep talking, he sat down with a smile. Eric? 19. 19. And what are you trying to insight? I'm trying to see how lonely is this guy? <laughs> He's giving off a little bit of desperate vibes. What did you roll, Ethan? I got a 13. What would you like to insight? I want to know if he's malicious or deceptive. 13. I know it's not great. Just standard, not malicious, not necessarily deceptive about anything outright that he said. What did you roll, Abby? 14. What would you like to insight? I want to see if I can ride the horse. <laughs> <laughs> In your professional opinion, the horse is something that you might describe as like a ghost. So it probably, in your best guess, wouldn't work. That sucks. Yeah, it's like a nice horse. <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> so he's just sitting there 20 feet away from you guys from the fire. He rests back on his hands. It doesn't look like he's disturbing the ground underneath them, but it still looks like he interacts with it in some way. And he's sitting there and he goes, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, I really don't get to talk to people so much anymore. Can't be seen in the light of day. And at night, I can't rightly approach just anybody. He turns his empty smoky sockets towards you, Florence. He says, I just, I caught sight of you while I was passing by, and I figured the group would be able to handle all of this emotions at his face a little bit better. Why? You got an infernal touch, you know. Yes. I can't right see much in this world, but I can see people in the next. All three of you boys are standard packaging, going to the great beyond. You, you're going to the same place as me. Hell? Something like that. <laughs> Is he one of our shadows, like that we're casting? No, no, he's a fully independent being off in the night. So as a shadow, do you tend to do a lot of observing? Not really a lot of interacting? Oh, it's, uh, it's all observing. Seen I don't know anything. the last time I used these old vocal cords in, golly, a few years. Yeah, Is that been, why you talk like that? Been out of practice. <laughs> talk like what? Like that. I don't understand. Sounds pretty similar to Augustus to me. <laughs> no, we we do not sound that similar. I mean, Augustus is pretty I'm old. I'm hearing, I'm oh, hearing it now. Go easy on the old timer. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know about. Look, look, I'm 54. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's almost all death's door around. It's here. not that old. A lot of folk die young, but I've made it to middle age. I would say making it even to 50 is like a big milestone. Pretty and celebrated. I would say some youngins don't know when to keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> now, anyways, Cassius. Yes, sir. If you've been doing so much, I didn't observing. ask your names. I'm sorry. I was oh. really excited to start talking. Sorry, my name is Jasper. Jasper Strayhorn. Jasper Strayhorn. Cassius Reeds. 
You just say he might have heard of you. <laughs> yeah, you know, King was a pretty big town. Not necessarily, but it's good to hear you. I guess that, that's true. <laughs> you can call me sure. Sure, Cassie Streets. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Now I you like guys... your voice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing something with it? No. That's the way you always sound? Yeah. Now you guys said me and Cassie's, we sound real similar. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. You both sound That's like you're dead. But you don't see <laughs> I'm gonna try to ignore that. <laughs> but, but you don't see sure and Cassie is having pretty similar rasps to their voice. Well, I would think they sound similar, but you and Cassie's give off more of a similar vibe. Mm -hmm. So you need to check your pulse. I'm a little worried. <laughs> now my pulse is strong. I don't know if you know how to find it. How do I roll for pulse? <laughs> it's a healthy, you're a healthy middle-aged man. You're your lying. pulse is, <laughs> can I check his pulse? I'll happily let him check my pulse. It's strong. <laughs> Go ahead, make a medicine check. That's a nat one. <laughs> you think. <laughs> You go over to check his pulse and you think that Augustus might also be undead. You're not getting anything. I move his fingers to where they're supposed to be so that he can he can check my pulse. I give him the, the help on the medicine check. <laughs> oh, you give him help. Yeah, go ahead and roll with advantage. It's a six. <laughs> very, very weak pulse. It's alarming. Oh, okay. Well, at least you're alive, but it's not looking good for you. We gotta check you out once we're done here. Well. You can join me whenever you're ready, friend. No, no, I don't think that'll be necessary. <laughs> you describe your life as, as what? Constant loneliness and, and suffering on your own? Lonely? Well, no. I can be in the company of men on horses all day, unseen in the sun-drenched valley. It's quiet is what it is. Different kind of quiet. There's like a haunting look in Augustus' face. <laughs> <laughs> the, color, the color drains from his face. And he, Augustus, Augustus, no, the pulse is failing. I can listen to their conversations all day, but it's the quiet of knowing not one word will ever be directed at you again. They warn you about the void of death, inky blackness. They never tell you about the quiet. All right, Augustus is going to have to sit down. You guys, you guys got this. <laughs> I, start, I start like batting his back. I'm sorry, was that too intense? No, 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 it's... Uh, He's just having a little bit of a late life crisis, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a midlife crisis. End of life crisis. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I feel like you folk are, are too quick to call me old when we have a dead man, right? How long's it been since you died, Cassius? Probably about uh, 20 years, I guess. So that'd make you, what, uh, plenty older than I am? Yeah, it'd make me about 63. Well, now, Cassius... Yes, sir. Since you've been doing so much observing in your free time, you see anything interesting come through this here valley recently? Because we're looking for a woman with a, a black mare, was it? That's doing a lot of sinister things in these towns. I'm sorry, I ain't seen nothing like that. I got to this valley today, sir. I wander the country. Well, keep your eye out. Uh... <laughs> Keep your, your ears out, I guess. Because uh, I don't have eyes. Yeah. Yeah, like I said. Can you still see us? I kind of alluded to it earlier. My sight is weird. I see like the shadow world and where right. people are. I see representations of where they're going to be. So what can you tell us about our future? Well, like I said earlier. He points at 
Schur, Jasper, Augustus, and then Florence. Standard packaging. Standard packaging. Standard packaging. Straight to hell. There's, there's, there's a relief on Augustus's face like you've never seen before, Jasper. Well, but you don't know like how long it takes for that packaging to be delivered. No, 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 no. I can't know any of that information. I'm not all powerful, all knowing. I'm just a. Well, I used to be a man. Now I'm kind of a shadow of a man after I traded it all away. What did you do before he died, undied? He leans back, preparing for a long conversation. He appears to be happy to be talking. And he says, I'm mighty happy to talk about it. You want the whole spiel? No, we'll, we'll take the long, the, the short version. No, no I think the long. His face what else are we going to do with short Justice? Version? Shut up, old man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to get some sleep. Yeah, go to sleep, man. Yeah, we'll, listen. Sleep, we'll listen. Yeah, you wouldn't eat sleep, old man. <laughs> well, as I said, my name is and was Cassius Reeds. I moved out west on the promise of gold and mining that would see quick return and catapult me into a new life. Didn't go that way, though. And I ended up getting work as a ranch hand, earning measly wages to keep fed. One day, a couple summers later, as I was gambling in town to distract myself from my failures, I met a man named Frank Pryor. Frank talked me up on helping him with some work to recoup my losses that day. Well, the short of that was it ended up being I was halfway done helping him round up a few of his beeves till I realized I was engaging in cattle rustling. With a criminal. I felt tricked, but he talked me down and told me I'd get half the money. I thought a while about the life I thought I'd live out here and the money I deserved, and that day was the first day of a criminal partnership between me and Frank. Years down the line, we were seizing our magnum opus, robbing a Union Pacific Railroad train and its passengers in Wyoming. Sixty thousand dollars in gold and banknotes, enough for both of us to live comfortably for a good long while. Well, if I loved a liar, then I'd hug Frank to death because he decided 30,000 wasn't enough for him. He shot me, but he missed my vitals. I was in shock and rage and in the struggle and clawing and rolling that followed, Frank gouged out my eyes with his thumbs and left me unconscious for dead. But death wasn't the one that found me. Something else got there first. Something whispering from shadow, asking if I wanted revenge and the power required to enact it. That night, in a valley in the hills of Wyoming, I traded my humanity and my soul, and in return got stuck in this form, but with some truly magical powers. I took those powers, and I hunted Frank down like a dog. I found him, and every moment of strangling the life out of him felt just as good as I imagined it would. And then, Frank was gone, and I'm still here, 18 years later, wondering, wondering if I ever get to move on. Do you know the name of this person who took your humanity? Weren't no person weren't no man, some ghastly shadow form. Didn't give no name, didn't have no face. Just a disconnected voice. Maybe he didn't have the brand yet. 
the El Diablo brand. Yeah, yeah, because now now he's got a like a name and is that who you sold your soul to? Yes, I made a similar deal. Yeah, I thought so from what your afterlife is looking like. Do you think I'll end up like you? No, this happened right away. I haven't met another person like me before. Surprised to see you. Wandered the country. Unseen. Unable to approach anybody. Better part of two decades. It is tough being lonely. I know what you mean. It's the quiet that does it. I think we can somehow manage to help out this El Diablo that we met. Maybe he can he can do something for you. Now we were thinking we could unionize, right? <laughs> <laughs> we we're, want... we're past the unionizing. Oh, union. Yes, sir. And we'll tell him we all want magic accordions. And and you can ask for <laughs> you can ask for probably like a like a body yeah. and things back. But what if, about moving on? I'd like to just move on. I don't need no body. All right. Different strokes for different folks. You can die normally and we can get magic accordions. Uh, and <laughs> and then, we lose our souls. No, no. That That's the fun part. And then because he needs us to go save the world for him, we'll tell him we'll only finish saving the world if you give us our souls back. I guess we haven't really explained that part yet. We're going to save the world. Oh, yeah. I, we should probably mention that. Heroes. I'd have loved if I had turned out as a hero. I like to think I changed my ways since contemplating Frank's death all these years. For the record, I think we can agree Frank was a, a sorry uh, type of fellow who had to go. Sorry, son of a bitch. He had to go. Oh, I'm still mad that he killed me, but revenge didn't make that go away. It didn't feel good after the fact. How would you like to help us out and be a bit of a hero yourself? Well, I'm still struggling to understand exactly what I can and can't do. But you said you're an observer, so do you think you could go look at things for us if we ask? Oh, yeah, I could I could wander around and take a look at places if you wanted me to. I mean, I could also, um, do you all want me to, mm, how do I phrase this? I'm never good at words, you know? Do you all want me to do something to your bodies? We're going to need yes. more words than that. Yes. <laughs> yes? You all look pretty tough right now. Bad shape, if you know what I mean. That's true. If anybody wanted to come over here, I could lay my hand on you and fix you right up. Amen. Ah, I was a religious man when I was young, but uh, I lost that back when I turned to a life of crime. Now I'm unsure. There's definitely something after this, but uh, ain't nothing in the Bible about because of the shadows. Shadow man. Really, there's like a shadow Bible. The Book of Shadows. I haven't encountered the Book of Shadows. I'll keep my I no, that's not the right term I should use. <laughs> no, it, it's okay, Cassie. We understand what you mean. I'll keep my eyes out for it. I guess your eyes are already kind of out, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well. Hope it's not a sore spot 20 years later. No, they're quite numb by this point. <laughs> I'm gonna walk over to him. I'm gonna reach out my hand. He takes your hand, reaching up ghostly in a firm handshake, and you've never felt a touch this weird. There's pressure there, like it's interacting with something, but no part of your skin feels like it's making contact with something. He, once down, once up, firm handshake. Jasper, you are healed to full and regain anything you are missing, like a full rest. I feel pretty good right now, guys. You guys got to get over here. Say, can you, does this magic work on beings other than just humans? 
Like we got these horses over here and they're pretty dang tired. Swing them around. I guess we'll, we'll just all start, start lining up. Everybody. Single <laughs> file to the shadow man. He heals all you guys and restores any of your once per day or once per long rest or once per whatever. After his cautionary tale about making deals with shadowy figures. After his oh. cautionary tale about making deals with shadowy figures. We'll all shake his hand. And you're all shaking his hand. So did anybody want to do anything specific or everybody's just getting healed? I want to do something. What did you want to do? I'm going to ask him, hey, mister, can I please try to ride your horse? Seeing as we've been real friendly, I don't see why not. She startles easily, but um, I'll stand by her side and you can try to hop up and see what happens. You guys walk around to the horse. He stands by her neck. Beautiful. It's white, ghastly horse, pristine very pretty. He helps you hop up onto the saddle and you stay for a little. And then all of a sudden you start slowly sinking down into the horse. No. <laughs> you need like a ghost saddle so you or something. You just keep getting back on the horse, you can ride it. There we go. <laughs> if you keep repositioning yourself, it's like you're pulling yourself, like you're standing like in like quicksand, <laughs> um, distributing your weight to try to stay on top. But yeah, you're on the horse. So can I have the horse? No, you can't have my horse. <laughs> it's just so pretty. You guys all sit back down around the fire, him substantially off in the distance. I tell you, you can't imagine what this conversation has meant for me. I have sorely missed nights like this, sitting up, talking, smoking around the fire till you fall asleep with your boots on. It's a cruel thing to take conversation away from a man. We as humans are a social creature, you know? so ingrained in us. Your first instinct coming face to face with some animal that can't understand you is to talk to it. We long for something, anything, to hear us and to understand. So I appreciate you letting me talk and listening to me. Well, I mean, if you wanna just like follow us around and anytime we hunker down for the night, you can pop up and we can talk to you. I wouldn't mind helping you out and I will desperately want the conversation all the time. But I'm also uh, still looking for myself somewhere out there, if you know what I mean. But you have nothing, nothing but us. Is that how you're gonna open did the back hours? Did you cast it? Is just mockery? Is that, it's just mockery. <laughs> oh, just being honest, you have no one and we're offering you company. Does he still company. take for? <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind making plans to cross paths again, but I'd like to find myself out on the range still. I just want to know, like, what, like, how are you going to find yourself? It's metaphorical. I'm soul searching. Okay. Well, while you're out there, do you think you could find someone for me? Find someone for you? His name is Ho Taibao. Ho Taibao. He was my good friend back when I was in China. But my actions, they took him away. Took him out of here. I'm just like you, Cassius. I've done bad things. I'm a criminal. But I'm hoping coming out here, I can help fix that, right my wrongs. I do hope you find that for yourself. And I can certainly look around for who typo. I would also enjoy a physical description of the man. <laughs> <laughs> it might help a little bit. Sure gives Cassius a description of who. All right. Sure, I'm. I'm sure whatever you did in the past, it was uh, in defense of yourself or someone you loved. And I hope you can 
right whatever wrongs you made and find your friend. And if I come across him, I can certainly look. Anybody else want to tell me about themselves? I could talk all night if you wanted to. You know, I don't really know much about Augustus besides when he showed up in Kingman and was the doctor. You got a, a whole life, like your entire life. You already lived. You know plenty about me, Jasper. We've known each other for 20 years. Two years. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> We've known each other for years since you were a boy. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say two years is that long, but we're good friends. We are good friends. It's why you trust me so much. Oh, but you don't really tell me much about your past. like Yeah, Augustus, share some information with an old friend and a, a new companion. Your friend, Cassius Reeds. So Augustus stops for an awkward amount of time, and he's, he's thinking. Now, I grew up on a ranch, and I... Le left my home to become a cattle rustler with a with another man. It sounds like <laughs> you're telling my story <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, I I wouldn't do that to you. I've just met. What was the man's name? Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody's ready to confront their past, and I can't give you a hard time for that. It took me a long, long time to do it myself, but you'll find your way, and I think. If you open yourself to trust somebody sometime, it might help take that weight off your shoulders. Now, as much as I would like to say you have no idea what you're talking about, you may be the most qualified person to speak on that. I'll I'll sleep on it. Okay, friend. How about you, youngin? Yeah, Jasper, why don't you tell us all about yourself? Myself? Well, you know, I grew up on a ranch. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Go on. <laughs> And man, I got roped up into a little cattle rustling. Uh, <laughs> you don't say. By yourself or? Uh, with my mom. This could be a real story then. <laughs> yeah, well, she's kind of probably the most important figure in my life. We left uh, my dad when, when I was young. Been following around her ever since. I'm her deputy right now. You can see my badge. I kind of I like I take the badge off and I show it to him. Thirty feet away, he like leans in a little bit and squints. Mister No Eyes over here. <laughs> <laughs> squints, empty sockets, pouring oh. out black smoke into it's, the night. It's oh, deputy. it does say deputy. Are you happy being your mom's deputy? Uh, you must want more for yourself. I think it'd be nice to kind of you know be someone, and instead of you know going up to someone and being like, "Oh, hey Jasper, how's your mom doing?" They ask, oh, hey, Jasper, how are you doing? You know, this is sad. Yeah. What about you, little sister? I'm not a little sister. What about you, ma'am? <laughs> Thank you. Um, a few years ago, my mom was killed in the saloon that my family ran, and she used to play accordion, and that also broke. So I sold my soul to get the accordion fixed. It also has, like, magical powers in it, so it's pretty cool. So I spend the rest of my time seeking out men who do wrong by others. Not a noble life. Somebody without a soul. But I feel like we're not too far off. I'd like to think so. Why don't you guys tell me about the most fun you've had on your trip so far? And you guys sit up talking with him as long as you're willing and able to stay awake. He enjoys the company and he trades you funny stories and moments in his life in return for your own, till eventually everybody too tired to stay awake and he 
doesn't want to put too much stress on you, says he understands, is going to go look for Hu Taibo wherever he can, and hopefully cross paths again with you soon, as he, you know, does a lap through the valley, sees what he can't find. He saddles onto his ghastly white horse, and with a click of his tongue, begins walking it away into the night. He glances last time over his shoulder, already longing for what he's leaving behind right here, but continues on into the dark valley, sure in his way. A lost man still looking for himself somewhere on the range, Cassius reads, mysterious rider in black, continues on away from the fire until your eyes can no longer distinguish his form from the wisps of smoke emanating from the fire burning away the coals in the middle of the camp. Once again, enveloped in solitude, the four of you and your campfire sit beneath an ocean of stars, constellations like beacons in the sky, and eventually, as you settle into your bedrolls and sleep, the fire subsides to embers, and maybe some of you have the thought, if you protect your shadow from the light, what is it protecting you from? And I think that'll be it for this episode, as Cassius Reeds rides off into the darkness. If you want to keep up with the show, you can follow my Dungeons & Dragons TikTok account, Witch Dunphy, at W-H-I-C-H-D-U-N-P-H-Y. Does anybody else have anything they want to say before we end the episode? So Cassius Reeds, right? Mm-hmm. He can't interact with the environment, right? But, like, it does stop him from, like, going through it. So if I, like, threw a bucket of sand at That's Cassius Reeds, say, yeah, yeah, what would happen? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I'll see the exact same thing. Like, would he get trapped under the sand, totally unable to lift it, and then he can't move ever? <laughs> yeah, you'd probably trap him. And then he'd live... Just forever. Forever. <laughs> buried in a shallow grave. And people would find, like, a weird sand statue. Just a little mound, yeah. I mean, that's, like, the, like, fable story behind Termite Mounds, no? That there's a shadow person in there. <laughs> there's a shadow oh, person in there. There's a shadow person. You have to go tear down all those mounds to get them out. You have to help them. <laughs> Only you can help they them. They can't move. <laughs> Tune in next week. And remember, Slay! Slay!